Welcome, Wrestling with the Future Radio Network proudly presents What's the Buzz? Amelia, what's the Hello. buzz, kid? Hey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, it's going to be a really interesting night. It's going to be, a, here is our guest of the evening. It's going to be a good night tonight. I've got a gentleman tonight as my guest. His name is Bruce Clark. And uh, if you don't know who Bruce Clark is, well, you will by the end of the show, by God. He, uh, he's a guy who affects, has affected, and will continue to affect everyone's life who's watching this show right now. Why, do you ask yourself? Why do this man who I don't know, how can he affect my life? Simply, I'm going to tell you how he did it. Bruce Clark's the guy who invented the stadium and arena cup holder. So next time you go to a game and you've got that big drink in front of you mm-hmm. and you've got a place to put it, you need to thank Bruce Clark for that place to put it because he's the guy who put it there. Without any further ado. Don't forget you? movie theaters. Yes, yes. And mo- absolutely. Yes, and movie yes. theaters, yes. Without further ado, the man of the hour, Mr. Bruce Clark. Hello, Bruce, my friend. How are you? Hello, Bruce. Hello, Welcome. greetings. Thank you. Appreciate it. You are um, one of those Wonderful people. You're, you're one of those people, Bruce, that uh, kind of an enigma. Nobody knows you, but you affect everyone's life yeah. in some way, shape or form. Everyone's been to a game, a concert, a movie. Yeah. And I remember. I like, days to say, you... I like to say I changed the face of America. Absolutely. You sure did. Yes, sir. You sure did. Uh, and continue to. Um, tell you about uh, a little bit about Bruce Clark. Uh, he's one of those guys. As I said, he is an enigma. Uh, you may not know his name. But that cup holder, that little, who would think that a cup holder at a game or a movie venue would make such a big difference? But honestly, it really, really does. Because I've used that cup holder for drinks, for my popcorn cup. I've used it to put my glasses in. (laughs) I've used it to put my hat, gloves, and scarf in. It comes handy for other things, by the way, Bruce. Not just Thank big 48-ounce drinks. Wonderful. Yeah. So I want to find out it's a, you know, Clark, how the heck... Our mission statement. How did I ever do that? Yeah, I want to find out where did the you know, idea our, for... Our a mission statement... Well, I was at a movie theater with my wife in a cold Minnesota winter, had our coats on, order a pop and popcorn, get into the theater, and there was no place. I needed to take off my coat. Yeah. Simple. I just needed to take off my coat. And I said, honey, hold my drink. And she had her hand full of pop and popcorn. And the floor was just sticky and gross. The seats offered no help. And... I was so frustrated. I said, damn it, I said. There needs to be a freaking cup holder in the back of every one of these seats. And with that, I ran with it the next day. I had a vision that evening. I saw it. I envisioned cup holders on every stadium and theater seat. And I thought, okay, Mm -hmm. here's a need. 
here's a real serious need. And uh, our mission statement early on was that we wanted to have everyone going into a theater or a stadium uh, yeah. expect a place to keep their drink. Expect it. We wanted people to, you know, so natural that they were pissed off if they didn't see that. Yeah. So that's interesting. How interesting stuff. I um, I read a little bit about that, and then and people want to know whether Bruce um, exaggerated it. Or, no, it was that simple. It was as simple it as really the was. man. He went to a, a movie. And had no place for his stuff. So he created a place for our stuff. And that's as simple as it is. But out of necessity are great inventions made. They say that it's been said, Bruce, that necessity is the mother of invention. I've also said that poverty is his father. Because oftentimes, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's true. Oftentimes, you've got a great idea, and you can see that vision manifest itself. But what if the person or individual with this this brain trust of an idea doesn't have the wherewithal or the financial backing or capital to make it a reality? Well, what happens then? Well, I didn't either. I didn't either. Um, The next day, I went to a local machinist and had him make for me a prototype. Cost me $200. It was a piece of aluminum. It was a round hoop that would fold up and down. You'd mount it onto a seat. It would fold up and down. It was just a hoop. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was the hot ticket. And I, once I had that made, I went and visited my patent attorney was the first stop. And once I had a patent pending, I was like a racehorse out of the gate. And I went everywhere, <clears throat> shared the idea with anybody that would listen to me. I um, showed it to theater owners. Everybody, everybody thought it was okay, pretty good, pretty good. And I came across, you know, one guy would recommend somebody else. You got to talk to this guy or that guy. And I was on the road. And it took me about a week at the most. And I yeah. ended up with a theater supply company. And we made a deal. They loved it. They thought it was, oh, this is it. These guys supplied all the sound for all the stadiums. They did all the theater yeah. seats and stadium seats. And so they they had a customer list that just worked. And they were very highly mm-hmm. reputable. And uh, we made a deal for them getting the exclusive rights to distribute this. Yeah. They, in turn, gave me a warehouse, an office, wow. uh, secretary of health, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave me... Uh, uh, they paid for everything. I mean, all the marketing costs, including magazine ads wow. and the trade publications. I like these people. And trade shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. They paid for all the trade shows. So uh, not bad for a $200 investment. No kidding. I like these people a lot. Man, I oh, like these people a say, lot. Um, can you excuse me for one moment? I have to grab my and plug in my laptop before the battery goes dead. Absolutely. You, you go right ahead. ahead. Amelia Wait, and I will go in for a moment. Sure. You go ahead. Do that while Amelia and I talk. Amelia. Yes. Out of necessity. I know, right? A great idea was created and manifest. How about that? That is that is so You've got to have questions about this, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. 
Well, good. When That's Bruce right. comes back, you're going to ask him a mm-hmm. bunch of questions. Of course. This is the way too good. We got this man for as long as we want. Hello. So. Yes. Hello. There he is. So I'm going to throw it to Amelia. She's got a couple questions. I'm sure she's, her mind is buzzing right sure. now. Yeah. Yeah. So just, go for it, kid. Yeah, just like uh, you were saying, you know, you were at the movie theater wanting to watch a movie with your wife. And, yeah, I can understand the sticky floors. I wouldn't want that either, you know, putting my sticky, you know, drink, um, drink on the floor with sticky like that. Just like when I was going to a movie theater with my mom and dad and my sister, you know, we were wondering, too, well, can we put our drinks? And my mom and dad were like, yeah, don't put it on the floor either, especially, you know, with the popcorn. And, you know, where can we put our drinks? Oh, so or gross. going to a concert. Yes. Even to a concert, you want to put the drink down and start cheering for your favorite band right when they come on the stage. You know, where can you put your drink? You know, or somebody's going to knock it over. Of course, you want to have that drink. It's going to be screaming and you're going to want to have something to drink afterwards or during the concert. Absolutely. And that was a fantastic idea. And, you know, as you were growing we, up, uh, you probably wanted something like that. W- wanting something like what? I'm sorry. Uh, a cup holder when you were growing up as well, going to concerts as well. I bet you were wanting something like that as well. I never thought about it until I was frustrated. I just, you know, I, I remember <laughs> yeah. ashtrays in movie theaters. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's but, Mm-hmm. We're so used to the norm, and we accept mm-hmm. things the yeah. way they are. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned um, over the years is in, in the world of creativity, is about mm-hmm. not accepting anything the way it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay, Absolutely. but who says it has to be that way? And exactly. but back then, you know, I was I just accepted things the way they are, and oh well, that's the way it mm-hmm. is, and. Uh, well, let me you tell you about your your let, let me tell you about missed opportunity. I'm going to share a story with you. Sure. When I was 20 years old, I invented the electric spaghetti fork. Okay. <laughs> I'm that would twirl. <laughs> Wait a minute. And it did. Here's the problem. I made the mistake of I made two mistakes. I did not have a patent or a patent attorney. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, I told somebody who did. Okay. Ah, sure. Somebody who yeah. had the wherewithal to make it come true did. Mm-hmm. And now, well, I, actually, you know, justice is mine. Because <laughs> here's what <laughs> happened. His electric spaghetti fork. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up forking itself up. Oh. Um, it didn't work the way it was intended or designed to work. Mine actually did. So, um, oh, but cool. that, that's a true story, though. Mm-hmm. I invented a, a, a twirling spaghetti fork that actually worked. Would you have uh, on the end of a drill? <laughs> no, believe it or not, <gasps> it was a child's toy. That okay, had a you modified it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I modified cool. a, a kid's toy that had a So you had a working head. prototype. Oh. Well, this was plastic actually and it worked really, really well because it was, you know, two AA batteries. That was it. Mm. You know? That was a little cumbersome. That was this was of course before the AAA battery was invented. Mm-hmm. Just to show you how how far we've come. Um, 
I want to talk to you, Bruce, about uh, um, the innovative mind. You, you're, you said that this, the cup holder came out of necessity, out of frustration. But you have that inquisitive mind. We all, at some point, come across, you know, it's like the old expression I heard once. Even a blind squirrel comes across an egg cord once in a while, right? Sure. Once in a while, even, you know, even the most inept individual comes across like a gem, okay? Mm-hmm. But for people like Amelia and myself that are, like, naturally brilliant and gifted, uh, but are happen to be poor, you know, <laughs> how how do we make how do we make sense of the uh, inequity in mind versus pocket? What, are there ways? What I'm guess I'm asking is: Are there ways to to self finance? Is there are there people willing to take chances on you? Well, that's a good question. And back in the day, I funded all my businesses uh, via credit cards. Mm-hmm. I had great credit, so I was able to apply for all these credit cards and get, you know, uh, twenty to eighty thousand dollars in lines of credit. And back yeah. then, this was in the eighties when they were sending you checks and say, "Hey, just write out a check, and you know, we'll put it on the credit card and." And yeah. deposit in your bank. And so I, I did. Well, having about 10 of these cards, <laughs> okay, I was able then. to run up, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in debt on one card, keep oh. all my other ones at zero, and then flip them. That's because crazy. then they would send me a deal and say, Hey, I will give you uh here's here's zero percent interest oh, yeah. for a year if you put it on our credit card. And so I did, and I only made minimum payments. Now, and, and the most I've ever paid was 4%, but it was usually 0%. And it went on like that for 10 years before the old age oh my God. problem hit. Wow. And wow. I, I had acquired about $250,000 worth of debt, but I was managing it, and it was uh, just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you just can't, it, when you, if the banking system ever comes back like that, you just yeah. cannot be late one day or your interest well, rate Bruce, goes up Well, Bruce, let me ask you a question rate. about that. Mm-hmm. That that That's a great lead-in. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question about that. Uh, and I'm I'm not going to get too personal, but the what you were earning at the time, was it such that you could afford the, that that debt? I mean, were you were you I was financially you- solvent? Like cash uh, I money? Had just quit. I had some money. I had some. I had like $50,000 in the checking account. But, um, but I'd spent that. Once I had this deal with that distributor, I spent all that money on a, on a, on a mold Got it. to build my cup holders. And, yeah. you know, it goes into, you know, how do you know if you want to spend that money? You mentioned that earlier about... Yeah. You know, how do you know when it's worth, you know, investing something in an idea? Well, yeah. you weigh the upside and you weigh the downside. And yeah. if the upside is far greater or greater than the downside, it's a, you know, go for it. Take that calculated risk. And I saw, you know, here for $200, I had 
you know, a distributor. I had a means of all the marketing trade shows. I just needed to come up with $50,000 to, uh, you know, make the product. And so yeah. uh, that's, that's what I did. It's incredible. And it, mm -hmm. and it, it sounds, it was, so you, you know, the upside sound... was... no, go ahead, Bruce. Good. The, well, no, I, I realized I was gonna... the upside was really big and the downside yeah. was only 50 grand to me. That wasn't, anything because i i pictured myself making millions well I, you know i was just I was about to say that you make it sound so simple you, you make well, it sound like hey baby this is a piece of cake <laughs> you know it can but, be it, it can be it really can, can I ask uh, you a and question? that's one thing go ahead let, let, let's have it i want to have an, an open honest dialogue with our audience and because I think they deserve it. You make it sound easy and you said, well, yeah, it can be. It can also be a pain in the ass. Um, oh yeah. It's called hard but, work. But here's the, here's the question though. Does the, does the system, the way it's set up now, make it more difficult than it need be? Or is it a simple a hit and run philosophy? You know what I'm getting at? Well, no. What do you mean hit and run? I mean, you, well, you hit, I say and run, hit and run. It sounds like you're going to go broke if you just do a hit and run. Well, no. I say hit and run. I mean, hit the ball and run to the base. Oh, you know? oh. Is it? Yeah. Well, is yeah, it that simple you know, or is it, do they make it more, more complex than it need be? You know, I like the cup holder idea because it was a simple product. And you <laughs> mentioned, is it really that simple? Well, no, there was a lot of hard work and, and uh, I had a lot, a lot of brick walls that I've had to learn how to climb over, dig under, uh, find a way around, uh, legally dismantle. And uh, it was not easy. And there were many times where I felt, you know, hey, I'm striking out here or, uh, you know, I can't get over this wall. I'm going to give up. Yeah. But having that vision of seeing all these cup holders in every stadium theater in the world, I that's what kept me going. Having that vision yeah. kept me going. And I just kept going. I did everything I could to, to make it happen and, um, you know, asked a lot of questions. Because I didn't know. Nobody had ever invented a cup holder before. So, you know, I, know, I didn't it know. It seems like so such I, a simple thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It seems like well, it's so elementary, like – Something to put your cup in. It's yeah, it's simple, but not so simple. Well, there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Uh, okay, I'll tell you something a little more complex if you want to hear about another product. Um, I teamed up with a friend of mine, and we started a business. And we invented other products for ladder safety accessories. <clears throat> okay, and. We our first concept of of an idea was simple wheels mm -hmm. for ladders, and okay. uh, it, it it and we pushed that for like three four years. Right, and I mean we spent a lot of money, and it was a simple product, you know, uh, mm -hmm. some welding and some wheels that would mount on an extension ladder, reduce the weight by up to eighty percent, and 
you know, it, it worked and we sold the number, but it wasn't, it didn't go real well. Well, it was kind of a failure actually. And so during this time, we were in contact with a lot of different uh, safety companies and, and right. safety people in the world of construction companies. And one of our customers came to us and said, hey, we need, we need a guy to be able to climb a ladder to the top of a roof or a, a you know, they, OSHA required a railing system around yeah. the edge of the top of the, well, wherever they're working. And, but where you put a ladder up there, there was an yeah. opening and they needed some way to, you know, because people were stepping around the ladder. So we came up with, and it wasn't easy coming up with it. In fact, it was very hard, very complex. By this time, I had gotten pretty good on using SolidWorks CAD system. And um, mm -hmm. I designed a bunch of different stuff, and it was not easy. I couldn't come up with a real simple good deal. So we paid $5,000 to a design company. Oh, wow. Who came up with the perfect design. It's a couple railings that mount over the top of an extension ladder. And they, oh, wow. they Y out at the top. So now you take your extension ladder and you raise it so the top step is equal with the roof line. And then you have this railing system that we that goes over the top of the beams of the ladder. Yeah. And you walk straight through the ladder instead of stepping around the ladder. And that Amazing. stepping around, which was dangerous. So yeah, that product is selling like hotcakes right now as we speak. It's a great product. It's saving lives. But it wasn't, it was a little more complex. It wasn't as easy. We did have to uh, have somebody else figure it out for us. So well, I mean, it's a question that about that. that that's, again, that's a great lead in. Um, how many prototypes did you have to go through? Um, and and uh, one. One. Oh, really? Wow. And was well, that it design modified? Company, the, the design company made the prototype. Um, and then I got on the CAD system and okay. redesigned it so that it was just beefy. Yeah. And very strong. And because the last thing you want is somebody to grab onto your railing systems and then, mm -hmm. you know, it breaks and they fall off a roof. <laughs> so there was one and prototype so, with a modification. Yeah, and I did well. No, I actually it was just one prototype. We never really used it because it was just a couple straight beams that went straight up. Oh, I got. And you. I got on the CAD system and redesigned it and beefed it up and and oh, made I it Y out so, so that you, you could carry a load. You with ended you. up not using the prototype at all. Then you went from correct. You, you correct. redesigned it from the ground up. Um, with regard to the cup holder, again, it seems like a a simple approach to, um, you know, a, a simple solution to, to everybody's kind of problem. But, you know, there, there are a lot of variables in taking into consider a cup holder, various size cups. Yes. Um, oh, yes. You got that I've smile got on your face. I know there's a story here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, there's the story. I'm My first fold-up hoop idea was an yeah. absolute failure but we didn't realize that until we had already spent that fifty thousand uh, dollars mm -hmm. we'd already gone to the trade show and 
Yeah. Every, you know, we had to hit this. It was called NATO national association of theater owners in Las Vegas yes. once a year. And it's a big deal. And every theater oh, owner I'm, is there. I've actually been to one. Have you? And we had, to, we had to be there for that to kick this product off. So it was a race to get everything done, get the mold built, get the brochures mm -hmm. made. We didn't even have product till a, a month or three weeks prior to get the yeah. trade show, uh, the mold just wasn't done. And um, so our, our brochures were graphics. They were just drawings. They were not right. photos of the product. Um, you know, we had, uh, you know, laid out our booth. We, we'd, and, and I had even done a real quick test market with a local theater owner that I filled up three, he, it was a threeplex and we put him in all his seats and mm -hmm. boom, we were off to the trade show. And we get to the trade show, and with the, the very first day, that theater owner comes up to me with a tally of all these um, uh, showings that he had, and he had a tally of all these hoops that he had to pick up from the front of the screen because kids were popping the hoop off and throwing it at the screen. And oh. You know, people warned us. Now, here's where emotions got in my way of yeah. a design. People forewarned me. They said, you know, it, it's a great idea, but boy, it's just not that strong. It's not that beefy. And it could break and hurt somebody. And I thought, okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking here, right? I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll fix that. I'll make mm -hmm. the hoop. I'll make the hoop pop out. And you just snap it back in. Problem solved, right? Yeah. Uh, hardly. It just made it worse. And uh, so that guy, that guy right away, when he showed me the results, I, I knew we had a real flop on our hands. Wow. And I also at that time envisioned a more robust, hardy, bolted on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, much better cup holder. But it took us a year later to the next show to really kick it off again. Well, let me ask you a question about this, Bruce. I've been, in fact, recently, in fact, I went to a, uh, a concert in Philadelphia, um, and the cup holder in, uh, in the seat, there were, to, the, um, to the right of every seat was that seat's cup holder. And I took notice of it specifically because we had a large drink that my wife and I were sharing. It was a, like a 64-ounce drink. It was a big sucker. Um, I noticed that inside the cup, uh, inside this holder, there were three different rings, like three levels of sizes inside this ring. Was that your, was that no. your idea? No, my idea was one big one to fit all the cups. And so the small okay. cups might float around in there a little bit. Now I had sold the company and, um, you know, I sold the company, you know, it got so big that, you know, I just didn't have the resources to be pumping in more money. And, yeah. and the company I was, uh, I was just our distributor was very, um, um, they wanted to buy it. So I sold it to them. They made me an offer I couldn't yeah. refuse. And so I went away. They ended up hiring me back as a sports marketing guy to sell, um, advertising on all the cup holders yeah. in all the stadiums anyway but 
since then there was other designs that they came up with yeah. that uh, that that could have been one of them. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. If, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Amelia, uh -huh. have you been to a concert venue or a movie lately and taken uh, yeah, notice of the cup holder? I did. I went to a Kenny Chesney concert uh, at a football at a football stadium. That's where did you the have the same kind of cup holder? I did. I'm I'm assuming yes. Amelia mm -hmm. that you yes. were in a large venue like a twenty thirty thousand seat building. Yes, it was at the okay. uh, at the Raven Stadium over here at the where the where our team plays in Florida. Yeah, as I yeah, went to yeah. see Andrea Bocelli in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. Oh yes, that was an and there were. There was a, a 24 ounce mm -hmm. size. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a 32 ounce size mm -hmm. and a 64 ounce size. Yeah, it was to the right and of us as well. Fit with mm -hmm. inside this kind of well, can you, you can see it there, but uh, there you go. Yes. A step. Uh -huh. a step. Uh -huh. I got it. Yeah, yes. sure. Uh huh. Yes. Now, Bruce, and, and we, that we did some testing early on. Go ahead. No, I was going well, to we did some testing early on and realized that. We no, realize that gonna... you don't really need to have steps. Yeah. It, it, as long as it's big enough to hold everything. You know, we yeah. found out if it's too snug, if it's too snug, you pull it out, no, it's it spills. And that and I've seen that happen where it actually sprung back on people and, and drenched them in soda mm -hmm. or right. water. That or wasn't hard to find. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we realized that that yeah. wasn't necessary. <laughs> what? Uh, what? That's how they may have gotten around our patent. That's how they may have gotten around our patent. I, oh, I, there it you probably was. Jump on that. Jump on that question. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. What? Uh, well, I was going to ask you. Uh, what stadium was the first uh, stadium that you uh, had your cup holders in? The Metrodome. Were you able to, Metrodome. Were Were you ever given season tickets for that? Did they ever give you season tickets for any no, of the No, I never stadiums? did. But what's interesting is that the first test we did was a whole section that was next uh -huh. to the season ticket holders section. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. after the first event, the guy called me and said, boy, we need to fill up the, the, uh, the season <laughs> ticket holders because they were complaining like mad. They were really wow. ticked off that they didn't get the cup holders. <laughs> So that was a now, good now, that's yeah. really Amelia. That's a great question. Uh -huh. I would never have thought about that, but yeah. I would also never have thought uh -huh. to test market yeah. a section that wasn't like either VIP uh -huh. or season yes. ticket or yes. you know that had some kind of clout to it. You know, uh -huh. because these people are spending yes. thirty five thousand dollars or fifty thousand uh -huh. a year for season tickets in some exactly. cases. Yes, and that's real. Sure. By the way, that's real money, folks. Yes, and, uh, you know, well, and they we would offer. We would they offer. They want to be spoiled, right? Stadiums. Yes. We we we'd offer a stadium a section for free. Mm -hmm. Just try it out. Give on the early mm -hmm. days, right before oh, wow. everybody right. started buying them. Mm -hmm. And even theaters, we'd say, "Hey, we'll we'll deck out one of your theaters for a test market. Mm -hmm. Go for it." You know, mm -hmm. and we offered that for free. Bruce, in, in your bio, in fact, up on the screen right now, uh, people are looking a little bit about your background. You you um you were involved in the uh, auto and uh, retail business and uh, tutoring programs. Uh, give me some idea of, of what we're talking about here. What kind of tutoring programs? What kind of retail? 
Uh, well, um, I had <laughs> after I sold the cup holder business, I needed something to do, so I I, I, I ended up buying a computerized photography machine that would put photos on T-shirts, hats, buttons, and all that. Hang so on. I opened up a lot of uh, little little donkey carts in all these local malls. And what was cool about it is that it would oh, I remember take those. a Yeah, I could take a photo from any photograph mm -hmm. you brought me and put you mm -hmm. in there as a live person to make it look like it was real. The special, yeah. special effects were so cool. We ended up mm -hmm. being in the Minnesota Zoo where I could take a photo of a wolf looking around a tree and have uh -huh. your kids looking around that same tree right underneath the road. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, can I tell you something? We I so popular. Our, our lines competed with Santa Claus during Christmas. Oh, wow. Brother, so I got popular. news for you. I, and I want to, this is, I'm not kissing up. This is a straight shoot. I did the same thing in, uh, in Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Cool. I had a, a I had a cart business. I did professional wrestling T-shirts, but mm -hmm. I could take All your right. face and <laughs> right. I could put your face put on Hulk body. Hogan's body. Exactly. Yeah, I had the same system. Yeah. Oh, I funny. Me. I made yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, doing I went from. Mm -hmm. I tell you, it was yeah. all cash. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, great. cash and carry, brother. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, the I had five of those stores now. in the Twin Cities, including a couple of them at the Mall of America. Oh mm -hmm. my God! Yeah, yeah. that's a it big was ass great. mall, huge place. I want yeah. to talk a little bit about Clark and Clark Publishing. Um, I'm fascinated. Well, mm -hmm. We have a number of authors that, that Amelia knows that that have come on the show here and oh. uh, and mm -hmm. talked about their uh, their books and their publishing companies and. You know, mm -hmm. some are self-published and some are, you know, publishing houses. How did Clark and Clark come to be as a publishing house? Well, after I sold the cup holder business, I thought, you know, I had learned so many hard lessons the hard way because I, I don't have a college education. I was a lousy student. I mean, I flunked seventh grade for crying out loud. Um, and I had little money. And so doing what I did, I learned a lot of valuable lessons in, in, in that, not only in business, but that affects life also. And I thought, mm -hmm. I got to write this down, man. This is a good story. And so I wrote it. And um, I had a, another guy dress it up and, uh, and made a book, self-published. And that was the idea of Clark, yeah. Clark Publishing. I had another guy helping me, you know, Amazing. he was kind of my publicist, if you will. And he set up my website and, uh, and uh, came up with Clark Clark Publishing. Because Clark & Clark was originally manufacturing. It was Clark & Clark Manufacturing. And so oh. I used the same logo and I changed it to Clark & Clark Publishing. But before right. that, I changed it to Clark & Clark Enterprises for my auto repair businesses. So yeah, I, uh, mm -hmm. I've used that corporate name, just changed a little bit here and there. But anyway, um, where was I going with this? What was your question? <laughs> what? Publishing. Oh, publishing. Yeah, ah, publishing. Yes. And, <laughs> well, and what's funny is I had uh, I had uh, three different editors doing this book, mm -hmm. and 
when we finally had it printed on Amazon, self-publishing, right? I was yeah. ashamed of it because there were so many mistakes and it was a joke and I didn't push it whatsoever. I was right. uh, embarrassed. And so another buddy of mine said, hey, let me see what I can do with this. And he added another couple hundred pages and really brought it to life. And it's so, um, it's it, now it's something I'm very proud of and it's not out yet, but I, I do have a New York publisher who wants to uh, sell it. Or not a publisher, I'm sorry, a New York uh, literary agent who wants to push the, you know, sell it. Well, to I'll tell you what, I, I made so Clark and Clark Publishing my book to publish. <laughs> I well, have, I, I've written two books. The oh, first yeah, is cool. out of, yeah, the first book is out of print. It's called Stay Tuned, The Psychic Realm from a Theological Perspective. The second book is still available, and I'm mm-hmm. I want to republish it because I want to make some oh. changes. And the book is called Psychic Fingerprints, uh, and that was that's that's my book. It made a little bit of noise back in the day. Um, cool. And so I'm looking for another publisher. So maybe I can hook up with. Well, Bruce I'm Clark. not really a publisher. I don't care if I'm you really can get my book out there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can and give you a way, name of somebody. It's I... nice to see. It, I got to tell Amelia and I got to tell you, Bruce. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that Bruce Clark goes off the rails like we do, Amelia. I know. Right? <laughs> you know, because we do shit like that all I'm the time. I'm not afraid. <laughs> no. I used we to drive Formula go off the race cars, so... I, I, I've been a pilot and I'm not afraid of things and I will I will go where no man has, likes to go typically yeah <laughs> let's talk about um, entrepreneurship there's a big movement today and I have great admiration for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. I consider myself an entrepreneur uh, in some regards but I also have great disdain for the way the system manipulates uh, and in some cases destroys the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, it occurs to me as someone who has been both a victim of the system and worked within it, that if you're not prepared to get doors slammed in your face, mm-hmm. don't yeah. enter. Don't try to be an entrepreneur because you're going to have a lot of right. doors slammed in your face. Yes. Oh On yeah. The other hand, you, there used to know. Mm-hmm. you know, any actor, actress would tell you that singers, you know, how long you ever watch any of Dan Rather's uh, uh, interviews with these rock yeah, stars. It, and- believe it or not, I, I would tell you something funny. I love Dan Rather. I think the guy's I do. I don't like his politics, but I sure admire him oh. as an interviewer. He is excellent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, his politics sucks, but his interviewing skills are the best. Mm-hmm. He really oh, is. I, I, so I watch almost every one of them. And I didn't get into some of these bands until after watching him and look, seeing how hard those people worked and how often they were rejected, how many years yeah. it took them to get to be a, a, oh, their, you know, a star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Amelia. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you um, just uh, 
when you were inventing the cup holder and everything, did you have other ideas as you were inventing the cup holder? What else you could do with that as well? No, I did not. I, uh, I was just focused on that and that alone. I thought the market's big enough. I don't have to do anything more, you know, <laughs> you know, it was just that important to be, to, uh, be successful with that one product that I believe that, um, I, you know, it, you got to be careful. You ever watch Shark Tank? Yes. Okay. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of people will go there and, and talk about they're great. They're making so much money in this one area. And then they say, we want to expand and do this, 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 this. And mm -hmm. uh, Shark Tank guys, they'll say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, mm -hmm. focus on what works. Focus Did you ever think about going on yeah. that? Did you, ever that, think about going that? Did you ever think about going on Shark Tank at what? No, because I never really needed, a, a, I never got a, um, a venture capitalist. I talked to a few of them, and I really admire Shark Tank because those guys, as long as you're willing to work hard and, and do the work with their guidance, they'll, they're they happy with 20, 30%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All the, all the uh, venture capitalists I ran into, they all wanted control. They wanted that 51%. Yes. And, oh, sorry, definitely. Oh, God. Fifty-one. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, Bruce, I have a question oh, and yeah. following up on on something Amelia said, and it's a good point she brings up. Is and I've heard two different viewpoints on this. I'm 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 interested in in your in your core principles. I've heard people say, "Do one thing and do it well," and I've heard other people say, "Do it well but diversify." Where's sure. your head on that? Well, you know, it, it, it depends on how strong of an organization you have and how many, you know, how, how, how much money you have to be able to, to expand and mm -hmm. keep doing what makes money, doing it right. You know, you yeah. look at a lot of these conglomerates that are selling off parts, places that don't make money. Those guys are, you know, I, I couldn't imagine trying to run a conglomerate with multiple different Ooh. businesses. And, um wow. And, you know, if you're big enough, you can do that. And you have the mm -hmm. best people and a creative team. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it can be done. But, you know, for starting out, you know, I, my, whole, my whole thing is, you know, geared, my story, my book, it's all geared for the little guy. The guy yeah. who, who I, I want to be that stepping stone to get the little guy to take that leap. To take that mm -hmm. jump into there's the or that's that. what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that. I here's the lead in, and thank you, Bruce, for going there. Because here's the lead in, Amelia. Yeah. Skill versus luck mm -hmm. versus timing. What's more important, the right timing, the skill to make it happen? Or being in the right place at the right time. I would say being at the right place at the right time. What do you think? You know, you've got what? hard work what? and working towards a goal, and uh, starting off with a good idea to begin with. You know, all True. of those don't really tell you the the whole story. There's uh, there's a lot to it, and you got to start off with you know being willing to take a risk, working hard, working your butt off, and having a good idea. Um, you know, a lot of people do come to me and they say, you know, I've got this idea and I'll sit down with them and I'll give them my opinion and weighing the upside, weighing the downside, 
you know, it's calculated. You got to figure out, you know, is it worth dumping $100,000 into a market that's only a a million or $2 million? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. You want the downside to be X and you want the upside to be, you know, 50, 100 times that. Sure. And so, um, you know, you got to weigh it out and, and luck, you make your own luck. Okay, mm-hmm. what was the other one? Be the timing. Timing is important, absolutely. Yes. I, uh, you know, it's funny you even, yeah, it just made me think about when we came up with a cup holder. We go to this trade show. Well, we found out then and only then that we had these two guys, two Jewish guys from LA, who came up with the armrest style cup holder <laughs> at the same trade show. Wow. They were introducing wow. the cup holder. I thought I had the corner That's on the crazy. Market. That's, that's oh boy, did that start a fun time? You know, now I got competition. I thought I had a lock in the market. I thought I had a monopoly. I thought I was going to be multimillionaire. We fought these guys uh, for years afterwards, and it was actually quite enjoyable because um, they uh, they had a, a okay product, but we designed a much better one. That you know, theirs mm-hmm. was a plastic uh, plastic piece of plastic that would be glued with two-sided yeah. tape over an armrest piece of plastic yeah. injection molded well that would pop off you know if it wasn't stuck right and uh and and and, and uh we ended up making one that would replace the existing armrest but ours would have these padded inserts so you could match use the material from the seats it matches mm-hmm. so it's just yeah. it's so much mm-hmm. better and we ended up blowing them out of the water and um, ended wow. up buying them out. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Bruce, I have heard uh, my mentors uh, always told me the definition of success. They would say to me, Angelo, the definition of success, young man, is timing plus opportunity. That's what I've always understood success to be. What does Bruce Clark say about Defining success. What is success? You know, it's funny. It's funny as I re- look back and reflect on <clears throat> my inventions and what they created. And, you know, success to me is uh, it, it's the, the lessons I learned. It's the confidence it gave me to be able to believe I could do anything, anything. Uh, it's, you know, people I say, oh, that. I do it for the money and I, I'm a firm believer. Don't do it for the buck. Don't go chasing the dollar because it's a little futile. Yes, the dollar is critical. You must yeah. make it uh, profitable by all means. However, mm-hmm. if your motive is to chase the dollar, it, 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 it's it's uh, it, it's not healthy for a good business. Uh, you got to have well, a good can, can product, I a good service. Can I jump in there, Bruce? Can I jump in there because yeah. it's really important what I'm hearing you say, and I don't want what you're saying to be lost on people. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to follow up with a question here. Far too often, I see people, people who I know personally, and people that I I know through other people. They, they chase that dollar like they're chasing their first high, you know? And consequently, yeah. what I see, Bruce, is they keep chasing. 
and they spend their lifetime chasing. Okay. How I look at the money is a byproduct of a job well okay. done. Let, there the you money go. is now a byproduct. Talking. Now we're talking. So I want people to understand that what Bruce Clark is telling you is success isn't measured by dollars and cents. It's measured by your own sense of accomplishment. Am I wrong That's, on that, Bruce? I, I believe that to be true. Yep, I do. Amelia. I do. Like I say, I, I don't up. think about the money that no. I made. Yeah, I made the million dollars, but I don't. I don't look at that as a measuring tool. I look at, like I say, the confidence it gave me, the the knowledge it gave me to where I now I know how to do things a little smoother, a little better, and uh, and the education, the uh, mm -hmm. confirming the idea of taking a calculated risk. Um, and to make people happy, to go to a game or a concert yeah. or to a movie. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you what, money can't buy walking into a stadium no. and mm -mm. seeing thousands of tens of thousands of cup holders behind every seat and people using them. Yes. That, yeah, and knowing that you're the guy to put them there. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. the important right. thing. Right. Now, here's the, you know, again, you know, the idea that came out of frustration and necessity is now a global phenomenon because you can and, go to any country on the planet. You're mm -hmm. going to go into some venue, some theater, some stadium, somewhere, anywhere in the world, sure. and you're going to see a cup holder. Yeah. And knowing that the guy who put it there is our guest on the show tonight. I'm honored by that, Amelia. That's, uh, me too. I really me am. Too. I'm honored by that. Yeah. And here's That's the funny cool. thing. Thank just you. To show you how, just to show you how things work out. I found Bruce Clark looking for another guy named Bruce Clark. <laughs> That's true. Funny and we, story. And we talked about that. Yeah. And then the funny story and the Bruce Clark that I was looking for, this Bruce Clark knows who he is. <laughs> it's funny. It's just yeah. one guy. The guy. I don't know him personally. For. I know of him. Yeah. yeah. He's a, in, in case you don't know who we're talking about. His uh -huh. name is Bruce Clark. He's a marketing guru. Um, some people have called me a marketing guru. That's my. That's my forte. That's my strength. Advertising and marketing. That's what mm -hmm. I do best. Uh, and that's why I love doing this podcast. I get uh -huh. to to do what I do. You know, I don't make any money doing this podcast, by the way. I've never made a dime from it. But you know what? My sense of accomplishment isn't financial. It's knowing that I get on here and I have some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest entrepreneurs, some of the greatest personalities in America have come to my show just to, just because they want to for me. You know, that is so neat. You know, I I've done a great deal of goodwill with people, Bruce. I really do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've uh, been blessed to have a tremendous amount of goodwill. That's it. I know the feeling. I um, inventyourpath.com is my website, and I've got 10 podcasts of just video, uh, no, just uh, audio, no video. Your uh, interviews with a lot of business the, on the screen right now, too, Bruce. Just to, to let people know, there you uh, go. Yeah. and inventyourpath.com. 
uh, mm-hmm. are up on the screen. Right. I encourage everyone to check out Bruce's websites. Um, lots of information. You want to know uh, what it took to get to where he is in life? Mm-hmm. Read. Do your research, kids. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bruce. Well, I was going to say, um, I doing those interviews, I did one of them uh, with a bunch of local businessmen. Um, the one most well-known is the creator of Tommy Bahama clothing line. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Bob Enfield. That's a yeah. real interesting story because he didn't have any money either. And, and anyway, <laughs> the satisfaction of, of, of getting the story from these people really is what gave me a lot of satisfaction. It's great to, great to, uh, you know, I was amazed at the satisfaction it gave me to hear their stories. It's remarkable. It really, really is that, you know, genius is born sometimes out of a a whim, a spur of the moment situation that calls for a solution. You being in that movie theater at that moment, Mm-hmm. propelled you out of your frustration to, to do two things. Appreciate your wife for holding all your shit, number one. <laughs> and number two, come up with a solution to your wife holding all your shit. So right. I think that's wonderful. Right. Well, that's... that's it, it, it's a blessing that, you know, if whatever, you know, just goes to show how people can, you know, if they're frustrated, hey, maybe that's a good thing. If you're frustrated, ask yourself why. Is there a new product? Is there a new concept, a new business I can make from this mm-hmm. frustration? You know? Yeah. Just a, you know, so don't, you don't have to think negative about being frustrated. Amelia, questions yes. for Bruce Clark, inventor of the stadium cup holder. Have you ever thought of, uh, making that cup holders like for buses for tour buses anything come up anybody come approach you for that as well i no i played around with some um oh suction cup cup holders that can go on various things we actually uh, developed them for shopping carts and we oh. did some studies really? and, and we thought boy you know the one thing for every five minutes a person stays in a grocery store uh-huh. they buy more stuff. So yeah. we thought, well, why not encourage these grocery stores to use our cup holders? So we developed a whole nother cup holder just for shopping carts that had a little place for keep your coupons and a little, little, little peg to hang your purse and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. slots for your coupons and, and, you know, cup holder for coffee, of course, and pencil holder. And, the, and we also put them in churches. We call them the worship yeah. caddy. <laughs> uh, Oh my God. So we went other places with the idea. That's funny. And now I'll tell you my local grocery store, they're molding them right into the shopping cart now and into the plastic. So I'll I'll tell you what we, Amelia, we got to have Bruce Clark, but this has been a fast hour. I'll tell you what. Yes, it has. It has been a fast (laughs) hour. Bruce, can we, I've got so much more to say. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to have you back. Can we have you back next Tuesday? And can you bring up the prototype or a picture of it that we could see if you have it? Oh, no, actually I, I donated that to the caddy museum. 
and I haven't seen oh, it wow. since. And they ended up oh, selling wow. the business. Oh, and uh, that's wow. another story. Uh, I tell you, I had sold the business and I had a deal with these guys that um, I had royalties in perpetuity on couples. Wow. Oh. In perpetuity, oh, that means cool. like forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. so I was set for life, baby. I was one happy camper. There you go. They had uh -huh. selling that that division, the cup holder division, to another company, and that wow. company sold it off to another company, and mm -hmm. that company filed for bankruptcy. They raped the, oh, the business and they filed God. for bankruptcy, and so my my. My royalties went right out the window. I learned a valuable lesson. Damn. Mm. Contractual law is superseded by bankruptcy law. Mm. Oh, my God. The contract I had to get royalty for the rest of my life went bye-bye because of bankruptcy oh, law man. supersedes it. That's so what oh, do we learn from that? Horrible. License mm. the product out. Yeah. And you don't have that issue. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, Bruce, I got to have you back next Tuesday. Can you join us for part two? Sure. I'd love it. Beautiful. Great. I'll tell you, Amelia, we're going to yes. get him back. Absolutely. Got to have him back because there's, this is just like the tip of the iceberg of his stories and mm -hmm. the things he's done. I, just, I want to really, on the next episode, I want to really dig deep into the, um, the subculture of entrepreneurialship. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff happening. There mm -hmm. really is. There's a lot going on. There and is. I want to dig into there it. There is indeed. So well, for I'd, I'd be a Bruce Clark. Yeah. For Bruce Clark. For Amelia Living La Vida Loca Chapman. I'm Mad Dog Angelo <laughs> DeCipio. Join us next week for part two. Thank you. I'm Bruce Clark. Thanks Take care, to, everybody. Nice to be with you. Good night. Nice to meet Appreciate you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're all done?